2: I'm Janae Pierre. The Adams administration is ramping up efforts to help newly arrived migrants apply for asylum, get work permits, and potentially earn enough money to move out of the city's strained shelter system. A help center launched in July has aided more than 5,600 new arrivals with filing their asylum applications. That's about 75 applications a day. Immigrant Affairs Commissioner Manuel Castro says the city's striving to help these new arrivals find their way.
1: Mayor Adams has left no stone unturned to ensure that these new New Yorkers get the legal support necessary to thrive.
2: Council Immigration Committee Chair Shahana Hanif is applauding the center's work. She's long criticized the administration for not doing more to help new migrants. New court documents provide a window into both sides of the legal case against Daniel Penny the Marine Corps veteran accused of fatally choking a homeless man on the subway in May. WNYC's Samantha Max has the details.
0: Penny was charged with manslaughter and criminally negligent homicide after he held Jordan Neely in a fatal chokehold while fellow passengers watched. Prosecutors say Penny's actions were reckless and unjustified, and records show they've searched his phone and iCloud to see if they reveal anything about his mental state that day. Defense attorneys say Penny was doing what any reasonable person would do. They say Neely was acting aggressively and that Penny was afraid. In a recently filed motion, Penny's lawyers cited the accounts of other strap hangers who told the grand jury they were also scared. Those people could be called as witnesses to support Penny's defense at trial.
2: The NYPD has launched a pilot program that uses artificial intelligence to analyze police-worn body cam footage. WNYC's Bahar Ostadon has more.
0: The NYPD signed a contract last week with a tech company called Trulio. It uses AI to classify officers as professional or unprofessional by analyzing hours of police body camera footage. The software has a scoring system that flags when an officer voices an insult, a threat, Or a simple explanation. Body-worn cameras record audio and video of anyone walking past an officer or talking nearby them, and civil rights activists say they're worried about how companies like Trulio protect people's privacy. Trulio has already partnered with 20 police departments across the country, and police officials rolled out the new tech in Patterson, New Jersey, just a couple months ago.
2: Stick around. There's more after the break. This week on The New Yorker Radio Hour, a young writer attaches himself to a rising star in politics named Barack Obama.
0: Interesting guy. Speaks in what sound like paragraphs. Very good posture, that guy. Enviable posture. (laughs) I am a writer, and I have this this very slight hunch, and he has none of that.
2: A political coming-of-age story from staff writer Vincent Cunningham, plus actor and director Bradley Cooper, all on The New Yorker Radio Hour from WNYC Studios. Listen wherever you get your podcast. One of New York's biggest cultural institutions is changing the way it deals with its collection of human remains. The American Museum of Natural History will no longer display human remains in its many halls. Last week, officials announced that the museum will embark on a journey to better understand where the bones in its collections came from. For more on this decision, WNYC's Sean Carlson talked with the museum's president, Dr. Sean
1: Decatur.
0: When was this decision to remove the remains made, and and how long has it
1: been in the making? The decision was officially adopted by our board of trustees last Wednesday at our quarterly meeting, Uh, but it's been in conversation at the museum for some time. The discussions had already started uh, well before I arrived in April. Uh, When I was able to join in the discussion, um, I did feel this was an issue that uh, we should take up with some urgency, and so there was... Uh, work on this really throughout the summer in preparation for uh, bringing it to our board in October. When will the human remains be removed from public display if that hasn't already happened? So the process will get started next week. Uh, And it will take some time, so we anticipate it being done by the end of the calendar year, so end of December.
0: Now, at least
1: some of the human remains
0: currently uh, a part of the museum's collection should have been returned years
1: ago, right? The
0: museum has the remains of about 2,200 Native Americans in its collection. That's even though a 1990 federal law requires that they be returned to the appropriate tribes. So how specifically does the museum plan to handle those remains, especially when their origins can't be determined in a lot of cases?
1: since the law the native american grave protection repatriation act the museum has worked in partnership with uh, native american communities for the return of about a thousand individuals Uh, there there's still a great deal of work to be done our new collections policy which we adopted last week uh, creates some uh, alternative pathways for repatriation Uh, in the past uh, we have waited until we received a repatriation request from uh, a a recognized tribe or community. Uh, our new policy allows us to uh, be proactive and sort of internally start a conversation on repatriation without having to to wait for. Uh, an official request to start that conversation.
0: Dr. You said in an interview with the New York Times that uh, you want to develop restorative action in consultation
1: with local communities. What could that look like? I think the important thing is uh, that uh, this really does need to be a a partnership with communities. The, uh, The idea of return and repatriation is something much more complex and important, I think, than just shipping and returning uh skeletal remains that the museum may have i think it involves actually building a sense of trust and communication with the community it involves uh, a process of recognizing the sort of damage that was done by the the separation of communities from the individuals and one hopes that uh it can involve some uh Education opportunities both for our museum community and educational opportunities that we can take more broadly about the the process itself and about the uh, you know about the communities.
0: We wanted to talk about that process because part of what the museum uh, will now do is put more resources into researching the origins and identities of the remains in its collection. What goes into that? Um, how do you determine the origin of remains and what will the museum do with that information?
1: Well, the first thing we need to do is to make sure we have a complete uh, understanding and accounting for everything that's in our archives. Um, you know, this is a collection that uh, really was built over the course of more than uh, you know nearly a century of activity. And so uh, making sure that we have an accurate record and accounting for, Uh, What we have here in the collection, I think, is an important starting point. And that will actually lead us to uh, some possible contacts and, and connections to descendant communities.
2: That's Dr. Sean Decatur, president of the American Museum of Natural History, talking with WNYC's Sean Carlson. Thanks for listening to NYC Now from WNYC. Catch us every weekday, three times a day. I'm Janae Pierre. We'll be back tomorrow.